Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Nelson, and welcome to PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops, the podcast devoted to all things winter maintenance. On this episode, we're going to be talking about an exciting new educational opportunity for highway maintenance professionals out there. Now, there are some really good training programs in highway maintenance, but one thing that's been missing is a college-level program that prepares you for a career in highway maintenance management. Now, that's all changed thanks to Front Range Community College working in partnership with the Colorado DOT, who created the Associate of Applied Science and Highway Maintenance Management. And our guest here today to tell us all about it is Susan Belargian, Director of the Highway Maintenance Program at Front Range Community College. Hi, Susan, and thanks for being here on PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops to tell us all about this new degree program. Hi, Rick. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. Now, how did this idea for a degree in in highway maintenance get started? It actually got started um, over four years ago when um, CDOT, Colorado DOT, and the local public works agencies were sort of looking for a succession plan for all the baby boomers that were going to be leaving. And they um, really, they discovered that they weren't able to promote from within they didn't have um, folks that were qualified to move up into management positions. So they got together with um, all the partners, all the industry partners out there who, you know, have um, have a stake in the, in the, you know, success of these students. And they came up with this idea of an associate's degree. And we're, one of the interesting things is we're using as much of the industry-provided training as possible to give them credit. So we're using their industry training to... Um, award credit for their prior learning. You know, that's that's really so important, I think, because, um, you know, there, there just really isn't an educational track for, for highway maintenance. You know, when you think about, uh, about the engineers and the structural engineers and the traffic engineers and all of those other, you know, engineering groups that, that make up the DOT, I mean, even, even, you know, planning and administration and all of that, there just really mm-hmm. isn't that, that mix of... Um, you know, education that ties everything together for maintenance. No, there's nothing. And that's one of the things that's um, interesting also about this program. It's the only one of its kind in the country. There is nobody um, doing anything like it. So um, we are kind of proud of that fact. We're, we're leading the way. But we also hope that other states or other um, colleges or schools will, um, you know, take, take the baton and uh, run with it as well. We can't possibly satisfy the... Um, over 400,000 public works and highway maintenance employees out there, um, all their educational needs. So we're hoping that this is something that grows. Now, so how easy was it to, to create this, um, this associate's degree in, in uh, highway maintenance management? So now you're getting into a lot of stuff that happened way before I got there. So a couple of folks from CDOT, actually CDOT really um, kind of led the way with a lot of the development of the program, they brought back one of their um, former employees, Dr. Paul Wood, to actually put the program together, work with the industry um, to discover what training was provided and how we could sort of pull that together into a college degree. He did all the background work. He looked up all the college courses that were offered and he, you know, Paul tried to um, match everything up pretty well. And I think he did a great job. And the result was um, this associate's degree in in highway maintenance management. Now, is this this an accredited program? Is this like a, an accredited degree? It is. It's accredited. That means that it is um, 
recognized by all of the community colleges, um, I believe across the country. We're accredited by the Higher um, Higher Learning Center, I think it's called, uh, and I believe that's a national program. We're also accredited within Colorado and several other different um, accreditation groups, um, Colorado Higher Ed and, and various things like that. But it's um, it's nationally recognized, and, and, and that just means that it follows a certain standard for um, the way colleges put together their courses. So there's a required um, general education group of credits, there's a required management group of credits, and then there's the core credits for the um, highway program. So it's set up just like any other degree program. So when I was looking at some of the coursework there, um, you, you know, you, you briefly mentioned it, uh, you know, there's uh, there's management coursework and there's leadership and, you know, all of those things that, that you need to move up in the maintenance ranks. Right. So there are, you know, the general ed courses are the typical ones that everybody has to take when they're, um, you know, entering a program. So math, English, communication, some computer technology and some behavioral and social science stuff. And then all the required management courses. And those include um, some HR, principles of management, supervision, uh, like you said, leadership, uh, corporate ethics, and some project management work. And then there's the required highway courses. What is really unique about this program, though, is that of the um, one, two, three, four, five, six required highway courses, we're only going to teach one. We only plan on teaching the Highway 101 course. All of the others are where that industry-provided training will um, be used to award credit to these students. So, for example, we have a, a Highway 100 Highway Maintenance and Operations Safety course. That's a one-credit course. Most of the students um, will submit a portfolio or take a challenge exam to be awarded credit for that, so they don't ever really have to take um, an actual course. We're going to use what training is provided. And the way it's set up, most of them... Um, so the folks in this course, the, the people that take this program are current highway maintenance workers in public works or state DOTs across the country. And they um, bring a lot of this information with them. And we've, if, you, if, if a student comes in with a year or two years um, under their belt, there's, they'll be very successful in creating a portfolio for that one credit course. So they're, um, And we're leading them to resources. So if they don't have the information that they need or if they want to, you know, take the challenge exam and hone up on some of the information in there, there are resources that they can go to to get the information and pass the exam. Mm -hmm. So So those are two of the big options for how they can get their credit. So, so you say it's, it's, uh, it's like your ideal candidate, somebody that's been in maintenance for a couple of years, kind of, you know, what are you looking for when, when, uh, uh, what are you looking for, for, for the ideal candidate for the program? So the folks that are in here, we've got quite a mix. The ideal candidate, like I said, the program was designed for for people that had maybe 10, 5, 10, up to 15 years behind them in the industry who were looking to promote up into some of those um, vacancies that are going to be left by the by the retirements that are coming soon or have been coming. Uh, so they, you know, they're generally in their 40s. These are totally non-traditional students. They're generally in their 30s, 40s. Um, have been out of school for quite some time, so they're not used to this. This is something new. This is something that's kind of taken a lot of them by surprise. They never thought that there would be an opportunity for them to have any kind of higher education in this field. So they're um, excited about it, but they're also a little nervous because they've been out of the school, you know, the education arena for so long. 
Um, so we're kind of easing them into it a little slowly. If they take that Highway 101 course first, they get um, a good taste of how it's going to go and they can kind of get started slowly um, with somebody who's going to be, um, you know, handling them with kid gloves because they're new. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so how... How do, how do you take the classes? Is this like um, a distance learning thing or do you have to show up? Or Yeah, no, this is available uh, entirely online. Every single one of the courses in here is available online. Um, students don't ever have to come to campus if they don't want to. Um, yeah, so right now we have five states, students from five different states in the program, actively in the program. We've got Washington State, um, Colorado, obviously, um, Texas, Maryland, um, North Carolina, so and a lot more interested. I think there are uh, people from eleven states that have um, applied to the program. So I don't know where they are in the actual rotation of courses, but eleven states are represented in the program. And yes, it's all online. They don't ever have to come here. Even the general ed and the required management courses can be taken online, and they can also be used. Um, they can use their prior learning as well for those courses. Um. So how many folks do you have in your program right now? There are over 80 people registered as highway students in the program. Um, there are currently 36 that I know of actively taking classes. Um, until they actually take the one the 101 course, um, I don't typically have contact with them. Um, so I don't I don't exactly know how many are are in there. I do know that there are over over 86 um registered as highway students so. mm-hmm. and we're it, only in our second semester so we just started we kicked off last fall okay second semester and and we're looking at possibly having a graduate by um january of 2021 so so, so what is it about a, a a two-year program if if somebody were to like get in and hit it hard or well this student that i was referring to that thinks that we will graduate in 2021 is is hitting it hard he's taking four classes a semester which is not recommended for folks that are working full time but he really wants this he's driven so um and he's successful so far so he's doing it um i don't recommend that i for, for most of these working students especially when winter comes and their their free time is really uncertain we recommend that they make maybe take one or two and if they do have extra time, then they can work on a portfolio or study for a challenge exam, and they can work with me on that. But generally, they're they're taking one or two courses, and they're not really piling it on. And it does look like it may take some of them um, probably three, four years if they do it that way, depending on what they present for prior learning. Mm-hmm. And and how how many courses does it do you do you have to take to get through the program? It's a sixty to sixty one credit program, and it's. So there are 15 to 16 general ed credits that they need, which is, you know, one, two, three, about five courses, maybe three, three to five courses. There are 18 required management credits. So that's six different courses. And then there are 15 required um, maintenance um, core classes and then 12 elective classes. Mm-hmm. And the elective classes are kind of interesting. So we've left a lot of, of wiggle room as far as electives. We want to try to use as much of the industry-provided training as possible. And so we sort of wrap that into our um, elective courses. And we have six different categories of electives that they can choose to do um, prior learning for. Um, one of them is highway te- engineering technician. And those are things like drainage, estimating, um, plan reading, surveying, things like that. And I expect these lists to grow. We, we, these just touch the surface as far as what we expect students will present for prior learning. 
Another category is high-rate materials and structures, things like asphalt, um, bridge, concrete, or gravel. Mm-hmm. Um, the third category is operations and maintenance, so fleet management, heavy equipment operations, welding. I'm working on crosswalking some of those for CDLs and for heavy equipment operations that will um, allow the students to get all of their credits in that one category. Mm-hmm. That's kind of in the plans right now and, and going through the system. Another category is um, environmental. So if they have experience in erosion and sediment control, they can either take an exam or create a portfolio that demonstrates those skills. Um, and the last the last big one is incident management or emergency management and weather events. So things that uh, training they take as far as incident command or FEMA training, um, traffic incident management or storm operations, things like that, they can get credit for. And then we have one that's kind of an open, um, open-ended open category that has nothing listed, and it can be for other things that students may prevent, uh, present as evidence. I mean, the industry is changing right now, and, and technology is rapidly changing, so students are presenting skills in, in things that we may not have even thought of yet. Some of them could be um, avalanche mitigation, uh, drones, uh, some of the te- technology that's coming up that way. And we can even include a section on ITS as that technology grows too. Mm-hmm. Well, maintenance is such a broad, you know, it's painted with such a broad brush. You know, when you look at the kinds of things that, that you know, the, the typical maintenance supervisor or superintendent has to do, uh, I mean, it, it, it really does cover a whole, a whole breadth of, of knowledge. It does, and it's growing. It's it's growing every day. They're they're expected to know more about things that, uh, when I started in this business thirty something years ago, I would have never dreamed of, you know, even considering. So, it is changing. Yeah, it's it's a lot more than than uh, plowing snow and and patching potholes these days. It is, and you know, we we part of the um, appeal I think for the students to this program is that it gives them a level of professional respect that I don't think that they have had in this industry ever. As far as I, you know, in my experience, I didn't see it. So um, I think there's there's some appeal there. They, they I think they like that. They're going to get the, the education is going to give them some, um, you know, bring them up in the professional world. If you look at some of the equipment that these folks are, when I started, like I said, 30 something years ago, it was a dump truck. You get in the truck, you, you turn it on, you go through the gears and, you know, you drove it. Look at these things now and and some of the technology that's in them and some of the automated technology that is developing in them. And it's a whole different world. I don't know that I could even get in one of these things now and operate them. Um, I've been out of the trucks for a while now. So um, they're foreign to me. It's, it's very different. And it's only in the last, I don't know, maybe 10, 8, 10 years that that's really, you know, grown so much. So now it's you- a different environment and it a different world. You had said that you'd had a, a long distinguished career. Where where were you before you came to the Front Range Community College? Yeah, so I spent 32 years at the Connecticut Department of Transportation and 19 of those years I did maintenance. So I was out there plowing snow and, you know, doing fence repair, doing it all, inspecting pavements and everything. Um, it was an interesting career. It was a great career. Um, I took advantage of as much of the, you know, opportunities to grow and to learn as I could. I, I got there, I used their tuition reimbursement program to put myself through, through my um, community college um, associate's degree um, in environmental engineering. And then I went on to get a bachelor's degree in occupational safety and health, all at the um, 
you know, with the assistance of the Connecticut Department of Transportation and their tuition reimbursement. And then later I took a management position and I went on to get a graduate degree in um, adult learning. So, um, and then this position came up. So I retired from there and I came out here to Colorado and I have not looked back. <laughs> so, so your, your background, uh, you're, you're really, you're really paying it back to the, your, your highway maintenance routes there, aren't you? Well, I hope so. I mean, it, it is always, I look at this program and I just wish that something like this had been available to me. And one of the things I tell people when I do my presentations out there is when I did my undergrad work, um, even my, just my associate's degree work, um, it took five years. There was no PLA option. I couldn't use any of the industry training that I was getting. And I, I sat through classes where I thought, oh my gosh, I could probably, you know, I, I know so much about this. I could probably teach this better than the teacher. But I had to sit there because it was a requirement. Um, and I look at these students now and, and they have that advantage. You know, they are whipping through some of these, some of these programs. I've, I've been there, it'll be almost a year. So gosh, the end of this month, I will have been out here for a year, but I started April 1st. Um, we got through the first semester. It was been a huge learning curve um, to learn how to teach a class online, having um, you know very little experience with that at all. But um, we are in our second semester and moving forward. I've already evaluated multiple uh, portfolios, so the students are sending them in and getting credit left and right for that. We have um, transcription agreements in place with ASA to transcribe their traffic control supervisor credit, so students don't have to pay or take a course at all. They simply have that to send us their certificate, and then we give them the credit. They fill out a little form, and we give them the credit. So there's multiple ways students are getting credit, and they're already taking advantage of it. So it's great to see that, and it's great to see the enthusiasm and the excitement when they um, think about graduating and they talk about graduating. So so you say you have a couple of students just just ready to be the first one to graduate. Are they getting excited? They are. There's, there are several. One of them has my cell phone number and texts me regularly, which I don't mind at all. He's, he's very, um, he's a funny guy, and I, I totally enjoy talking to them. And I, I really want to support them, and I want to see them get through this. Um, I want graduates in the worst way, so um, I, I really measure my success on their success. So, I mean, that's how I look at it. So, so I, I know you've been. Uh around the country, and I know you've been talking about the program, what, what's some of the feedback that you've been getting from, uh, you know, different agencies and, you know, you know, at all levels, right? Because this isn't just a state DOT thing. This highway maintenance, you know, well, right, goes across the right. board. Yeah, so that was one of the things that they um, did very intentionally in the beginning. They wanted to make sure this was not just a DOT program. They wanted to make sure that this encompassed all the public works and you know, pretty much covered all of it. Because like I said earlier, we can't possibly satisfy um, all of the educational requirements for all those people. There are over 400,000 public works and DOT maintenance folks across the country. So, um, yeah, so it's a mixed, um, when I go directly, like over the Christmas vacation, I went back to Connecticut and I went into a couple of public works um, garages, just stopped in and, and dropped off some information. And, um, the, the response from some of the supervisors was, you know, my I don't have time for this. My guys don't have time for this. And I started to wonder if they were even getting the information. And then I would go to others, and they would be so excited and looking for looking for ways to um, help their employees move ahead and move up and, you know, develop their, their skills. So, I mean, it's really a mixed bag. I think overall it's more positive than negative. And it's um, sometimes disappointing to get the... Um, you know, get the the supervisor that won't even 
share the information with their employees. Um, Susan, what's your? Do you have any long-term goals for the program? I know, I know, you're just getting started, and and you're in your you're in your your uh, inaugural year, but what what do you see coming down the road? Yeah, so we have um, we have big dreams. We have a wonderful uh, vice president here at Front Range. Her name's Jean Runyon, and she has she has, she dreams big, and and we kind of we jump right on with her dreams and, and she makes things happen. So she's, we would love to see this grow. Um, I think that eventually we'd love to see maybe a bachelor's degree come of this because there's also no bachelor's degree really out there. But I think before that we want to go backwards into the high school and sort of create a path for students coming out of high school into the industry, uh, take away some of the, um, you know, some of the ideas about what people have about this job and, you know, in high school and get them interested in coming to work here and showing them that there can be a career here. This can be a, you know, um, a livelihood for them. So we would go backwards first and then eventually, um, you know, I think the bigger picture is to go into another bachelor's degree later. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, as you get, as you get your graduates out there and you get them out into the workforce, um, they're going to be some of your best salespeople for the, for the program. Oh, they already are. <laughs> they are. They're great. Um, we've got students, our Washington State student, um, when, while I was in Seattle a couple weeks ago, told me that his supervisor was going out the next day and was going to be talking about our program. So, I mean, I love hearing that. That's great stuff because I can't be everywhere. But, it, I mean, if they're out there talking about it to their, you, you know, their bosses and their bosses are talking about it to other people, um, what could be better than that? So there is a lot of, there are a lot of folks out there um, talking about it. Um, and I love to hear from them. So, the um, so what what would you tell our listeners? You know, people listening to this podcast that that you know maybe sort of on the fence uh, about, yeah, do I want to put the extra time in and or not? You know, what what would you what would you tell them to to convince them that uh, this degree program is is something that they really should consider pursuing. Um, I think I would probably tell them that this is really the best way to open doors for their future. If they're looking at doing other, you know, promoting up through the ranks, if they're looking to, you know, make a career here and to move up, this is really what's going to open doors for them. It's, um, it's new. Eventually we, you know, I hear from some of the local public works out there that they would like to put this on applications as, as preferred knowledge, skills, and abilities. And eventually put it on there as required um, for promotions and for, you know, at job um, interviews and for applications. So um, that would be ideal for us to love to see that, but we can't do that without graduates. So, but I think that really what they need to know is how important it is to, to get started and, you know, put that, take that first step and watch how quickly everything falls into place after that. It sounds daunting and, and it looks like, you know, even two years sounds like forever for most people, but, once they get going um, and once they see um, how easy it is and how, how doable this is, I don't want to say easy because they are going to be doing work and they are earning the degree, but it's completely doable for them. Um, I think that they'll see the benefits of the reduced amount of time it's going to take as well as um, how much less money they're going to have to pay for the degree with all the PLA options. So, I mean, I would tell them that this is, a, this is a, the way to open those doors for their future. All right. So, so I guess the next big question is how how do people find out about it? 
Oh yeah. So they can call me. I don't, I don't know if um, they can call me right at Front Range Community College. Uh, my phone number is 970-217-8175, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. 970-204-8175. That's my phone number. They can reach me directly. They can email me at Susan Belargen at Front Range, uh, Susan.Belargen at FrontRange.edu. Um, they can call the school directly and just ask for me, or they can go right online at um, www.frontrange.edu and they can look up the Highway Maintenance Management Program and they can apply right there. The program is locked right now to um, only students in the program, so they'll have to talk to me if they want to get into this mm-hmm. program. I have to have a conversation with them to unlock the class for them, so I look forward to speaking to anybody that's interested in, in participating. We're, we're excited to have them in. Now, is there a waiting list or, or anything like that? Or There's another waiting list, but I do tell students that, you know, not to wait because there is a maximum. So once we get to 25 students, it will stop enrolling and then there will be a wait list. We did have that happen the first semester. Um, but, yeah, well, I don't want that to happen to anybody else. So if they, the sooner they get in there and the sooner the course gets unlocked to them, the um you know, the better off they'll be. That's, you know, so they can take the Highway 101 course. They can go in as the highway maintenance students and take any other course if they're not ready to take the highway courses yet. So they can go in and, and try those out first. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to mention also that um, we have a dedicated scholarship for the highway program. So students that are in there, um, there's money available just for them. And I'm told sometimes that the money sits there because people just don't apply for it. So I do encourage the students to go in and apply for that as well. Great. So, so what I'll do is I'll put some I'll put some links there in the show notes um, to point folks your way and and towards the college. Um, anybody that has any kind of interest at all, I, you know they they need to have an avenue to to sort of sort that out and and figure out if it's uh, best for them in their career. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to talk to them about it. We have um, advisors that can you know, get them set up with other things. If they have credits to transfer and things like that, they can talk to them about all that stuff. Um, so there's a lot of support here. Um, yeah, we're just, we're, we're doing it. Uh, we're, we're, anytime students are running into um, roadblocks, we're trying to eliminate those as we find out about them. And I think we've got most of them out of the way. So people should not have any trouble um, getting in there, registering, and at least coming and talking to me. So. I really do look forward to speaking to anybody that wants to participate. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, Susan, thanks so much for telling us all about this uh, college degree program there in, in highway maintenance. And and I want to thank all the state DOTs out there that financially support PSYCOP and, and PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops. Um, it's because of you we're able to provide you a, a variety of offerings that, that help you achieve your maintenance mission like this podcast. Uh, so for now... Thanks for listening in as PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops. And until next time, be safe.